after this. Mantras were not meant just to be read or recited within the mind. Mantras were meant to have a flow of writing to it, a visual. Mantras were also meant to be heard and sang or said to use your vocal tone. Those tones in the, the philosophy is that they heal. Frequency heals. Sound frequency heals. They also do a lot with light frequency. Science now is telling us that there is actually some validity behind sound healing. The, res the different tones that resonate, how they affect the body's cellular mechanism. So if you think you have four octillion cells in the body, that's a four with 11 zeros of just atoms in the body. Now on a cellular level, each cell will vibrate at a little megahertz. So if you take all those cells having a sense of energy, a measured piece of energy to them, put them together, you are energy. Your cells thrive, they recharge, your DNA can only heal itself above 420 frequency. They have found that just recently in science. It's odd because it has been measured in emotional uh, detecting with people. They take the peop their study uh, subjects and, and they measure them in loving moments when they have a heightened sense of love. And um, like the scenarios were with pets or with family or a woman giving birth and the man's, you know, participating in that, those moments of intrinsic love, what it is measured at, and it's above 420. Last time I said this, I got giggles for the, for the people that know that, like, that's the month that we, me and that friends celebrate. <laughs> but anyway, so frequency plays a part in our healing, and so does light. We'll talk about circadian rhythms maybe another time, but not tonight. Ohm is a sound vibration they consider to be the sound of the universe. So the most important of all, it is in context of chanting and mantra. It's meant to destroy attachments to ego and establish generosity. They say in the philosophy of the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path that the one, the one element that causes suffering is attachment. That is something to process and think about. Okay. And ma removes the attachment of jealousy and establishes ethics. Ma. So that would be working with your root chakra and your second chakra. Nay removes the attachment to desire and establishes patience. May removes possessiveness, establishes concentration. And hum, attachment to hatred and establishes wisdom. So when I first started practicing, one of the homework that I had was just because I had a, you won't probably believe me, but it is the truth. I had a, a, um, an attachment to anger. And so I uh, was given the assignment to just recite hum. 10,000 times, and that was my homework, and I'd go back each week, and, and they'd say, did you do it? So you would have to, they gave me a little, what's called a bum counter, 
and you, you would move it every mala, you, every time you did a whole mala, you would mark it. And I just kept marking it and doing just hum, 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 looking at it, knowing that the sound and the healing path for me was to dispel anger from my mind. What it did for me is cause me to fix my focus on one thing and not anger. And the more I did that, the more or less focus I had on anger. So it's not some magical process. It's just a process of helping and aiding, training the mind to not be m like monkey. And uh, yeah, so that's the idea. If you have an affirmation of your own that you like to use, use it. The best time to use it is when you're escalated and you need to just step out, go outside, take a little walk. And even if you're just moving the beads here, you're getting the effect of helping regulate your nervous system. But if you're chanting the mantra, then you're taking all of that, redirecting it, so training the mind that, wait, when I am, when I am escalated, when I am offline, I can take my mind, I can refocus it, and I have that tool to use instead of just not knowing what to do, right? How many of us say, I don't know what to do, right? Yes, you do. And the more you do it, the more you remember you do know that tool. You do know how to do that. Now, this is not the only tool. This is not the only way. I tell you, I teach all kind of meditations. But this is one way. And it's the mantra recitation. So, Omane Padmeham. Okay? Before we start, just take a moment and lie down on your mat. And then when we come up in, I'm going to have you set in seven-point meditation posture. After we listen to the, the meditation, the Omane Padme Hum, we're going to sit up. I'm going to teach you seven-point posture. And then we're going to recite a whole mala worth. Okay? All right. So go ahead and lay down for a moment. And remember the sea breath that I taught you this morning? The in the nose, out the mouth, with the exhale, and then the shh. Make sure you use your tones in your mouth to make the shh sign as you're visualizing wave growing as you inhale, coming into the shore crashing, and then the foam shh. Good, and I want you to continue this breath for a moment. As you're feeling the sensation of your body as you lie on the floor, you may be feeling some tension. You may be feeling some muscles and connective tissues release. And remember, the exhale now when you're trying to release stress out of the body is the exhale. Trying to work with the breath, letting go, letting the body relax, and shh. Let me hear your shh at the end of your exhale. Good, easing in 
to the breath of the sea. This is the breath of our planet. It is the same breath that will guide you, ease you, bring calm to the mind, calm to the body, calm to the speech, calm to the mind. Letting go of the day as the sea is endless. Relax the body, listening to the rhythm of Om Mane Padme Hum. And when you start to understand the rhythm, feel free to follow along. Make sure you're using your vocal cords, introducing some vibration into your human. Continue to use your breath. Good. We'll take a last exhale and bring yourself up to seated position. If your body does not allow you to sit like I instruct, certainly modify yourself. If you need to stay lying down, that is fine as well. Go ahead and if you have your mala with you, take it off. Place it in your left hand over the index finger. And when I say seven point meditation posture, I mean that you're sitting in what we call 
a version of the half lotus. So a relaxed half lotus. So your leg is in, the other one is in front of it, creating the foundation of your seven points. On the zafu, if you take the zafu, now you're not sitting right on top of it for this. You're bringing yourself closer to the edge so your knees can fall out. So you don't hold tension in the legs. So you're propping up the sacrum. And what that does is create a very straight foundation for your spine. So now your spine is aligned. Your left hand can relax atop the knee here. And the other hand placed on top of the other knee. Now there is an option here you can use yan, which is the the Hanumundra connecting the electrical circuit creates a deeper meditation is the belief. Or you can simply turn it over and place it on the knee. So you're in placement, your shoulders are back, your spine is nice and straight, you allow your shoulders to relax down. You drop the chin to a 45 degree angle and then you fix a focus right down the bridge of your nose with your eyes onto the floor. Now take an inhale through the nose and as you exhale, again, allow the shoulders to relax out. Allow the pressure in the chest to relax out. Again, inhale through the nose. Start to understand Straight posture and seven point can feel awkward at first, but then you relax into it. And we're gonna recite out loud together as a sangha, creating again another vibration. So we will try to go to an entire mala's worth. Everybody take a moment now and listen to the mind Listen to your body and what it's doing in this moment. Am I anxious? Am I ready for the day to be done? Am I thinking about 10 other things? Maybe 100, maybe just one. This is a moment where I'm asking you to be the observer of the mind again, sipping outside of the thought and focusing only with your eyes on that point on the floor don't lose your focus. If it's hard or you feel sleepy, then simply just sway side to side slightly. Don't force yourself into posture ever. And take a deep breath in your nose. As you exhale, we're going to begin. Om Mane Padme Hum. Om Mane Padme Hum. Om Mane Padme Hum. And please let me hear you. O Mane Padme Hum, 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 Oh money bad me 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 hum, 
transcend, to bloom, to heal, to be at peace, is within. And once you land within, then you can, without, outside, give back. So think in the moment, you just did 108 repetitions. Take an exhale. Ah. How does your mind feel? Everybody give me a show of hands. How many were thinking during that recitation? It's okay. You stuck with it there. That's okay. But it's easier to focus when you're repeating. If you have trouble sitting in meditation, take a walk and recite your mantra. Omani Padme Hum may bring you some compassion that you've been seeking for a long time, or not. You have to try, or not. So, I hope that helps you. 
Okay.